<sighs> feels good. No, it feels, feels good. good. Oh, just the high ground. <laughs> Dominic showed up late. I don't know if anyone cares but me at this point, but yes. it just feels good. Feels it's... real good. I was a couple minutes late, uh, and I take responsibility, and you deserve your spot on the high ground. Congratulations, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, down below me on the high ground, by the way, is Mina. Hello, Mina. We're on equal ground. I was here, like, the same time. Okay, I was before. referring to the stacking of the boxes on our fake television oh. show, but also you can be insecure about this topic <laughs> as well. Um, but time is of the essence here. We should say that we are taping this on Thursday at around 6 p.m. Eastern, and Alabaster, there are imaginations afoot there are hypotheticals that uh we gotta unpack and so we're gonna try and do that and be uh you know prophetic but also being honest i guess right and my question for you all is what would you do with the afc playoffs they gave us ideas that made me like have a lot of fun envisioning a world in which like the top seed had choices to make I love that version of sports. Like, there's that thing that Schefter put out on Thursday where it was like, well, what if the number one seed in the AFC can choose whether they want to buy or home field advantage? And I'm like, why can't we do this with all top seeds across all sports? Let them choose stuff. But Mina's already pushing back. Well, okay. First, I want to say the only reason we're all feeling comfortable having this conversation is because news broke on Thursday that DeMar Hamlin... He's conscious, he's communicating, not talking, at, but this is what came out. Um, yes. It's really just everybody, I don't know, there, there's just like you see the relief in the faces of not just obviously um, the people around that situation, the doctors. There's a picture I saw today of Josh Allen, Tredavious White smiling that just kind of, I don't know, put the, whole, put the moment in perspective for me Absolutely. because those were two Absolutely. of the players I think we saw – with horrified reactions on Monday night. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it, I think as we move on to this weekend of football and beyond, it has definitely marked kind of a turning point for the league in like, okay, they're now comfortable saying, all right, let's, we, we're all going to decide what we want this to look like. What they did decide, and I think this is probably um, the most notable thing is that the Bills and the Bengals aren't playing at all. And I think there's a million reasons for that, logistics, um, I think Schefter said, like, just bad vibes. I mean, can you imagine those teams taking the field? I think the league doesn't want that. The league doesn't want the conversations that would happen in and around that game as well. So it would be such a crazy broadcast. So I'm glad that's not happening. But it has does lead us to the situation, Pablo, that you alluded to, where, you know, we've got different scenarios being thrown out. And you asked what, would, what, what I think is the right thing. I think ultimately reducing the choices or the, I guess – weirdness of it generally and trying to eliminate like slightly eliminate the advantage of the one seed by maybe taking it with, I should say they're going to take the buy if that it's if that's what happens if it's a choice you, you take the buy so then you would not would have home so. field which is fine I do think it would be um you talked about options you know something that gets thrown out in other sports is teams getting to choose their opponents yes. I've always wanted that in football because it introduces just great that is what bulletin board material and matchup analysis but I think What's being discussed is probably as good as it gets because there's no real good answers right now. They got creative, which is nice because this morning I was going through possibilities and knowing the rigidity of the NFL, I did not imagine a scenario where they didn't just try to keep the normal structure in some form and just like, it's just going to cost the bills, which is, I mean, 
that was the most uncomfortable thing about all this is like the bills had a pretty tragic thing happen to them. And then they're going to have their home field advantage kind of taken away from them and there's nothing they can do about it. So I think it's, I mean, it's not going to be completely fair. There's no way to make it completely fair for everyone. Someone would feel like they're getting the short end of the stick, but given the circumstances, I think that, the best possible outcome is this fake choice that they're giving yeah. the chiefs is like, and I, I noticed that as just a management strategy that it seems like the <laughs> NFL has been using throughout this, which is crafty as hell, but it's like kind of messed up where they're like, well, we'll see if the players want to continue this game tonight. Uh, well, we'll see how, what they want to choose. Like it, it, it does like it's, it's a little sneaky, but in this situation, I appreciate it. I love the fake choice as a management and parenting <laughs> tactic. I do. It reminds me also of like how you'll get coaches who are saying, well, I asked the players if they wanted to go for it, and they did. So blame them, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, it's, John Harbaugh. It's a, yeah, it's, a bad, it's a bad parenting tactic if you have a matchup problem in your house like I do, where they realize <laughs> that one, one particular receiver that we have to cover knows that the choice is not a real choice, that I'm making up this choice. And he's like, what? Okay, whatever. Both or neither. That's a choice too. I do this all the time with my husband where when we're having like trouble, you know, classic couple things, what do we want to eat? What do you want to go out to eat? What do you want to watch on Netflix? I'm always like, how about I choose two, then you choose one. So ultimately it's really what I want to do because I'll choose like two dishes or two TV shows or two restaurants. But then he has the myth of having the final choice over the matter. Right. And That's I pretend like it's a cause. So I, you wait, I you don't confused. even let him go. You don't even let him go snake draft. You don't even let him go snake draft. It's I get two that you can come in at the very end. I don't know how you would snake draft food choices. No, I, I guess I, I was day. surprised because it went the wrong way is maybe your relationship is different than, I mean, not maybe, obviously it's different than mine, but maybe yours is different from every other relationship, is the problem isn't choosing the one that we like, it's choosing anything at all. It's like, let's go yes. to dinner and no one has a restaurant, well, or let's pick a show and everyone's like, I don't know, what do we watch? So then picking two, because I've had this situation before where it's like, what do you want to eat? And I'm like, all right, here are two places pick one of these places or she'll give me two places, pick one of these places. Then I pick one of the places and it's the wrong place. And I'm like, you should just pick the shit you wanted from the start. Terrible. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I know it is like, we all know that she's going to take home field or the buy, pardon me. So what's the last it, time it is kind of, it's kind of silly. The last time you pulled this trick, because I want to know if I can guess which one is, is the buy and which one is home field. Well, as you contemplate this, what I can uh, most keenly relate to is the idea of being given the power to choose and then just being stuck on the Netflix screen, like choking. <laughs> yeah. And now we've spent 30 minutes scrolling. I've used my power for no good at all. By the way, I haven't acknowledged another playoff scenario that pro football talk threw out, but I don't think was corroborated. I mean, I haven't seen it. it it's not going to happen which is the possibility of an eighth seed, um, which yeah. definitely should happen for reasons that have nothing to do with the fact that it would be winning in for the Seahawks. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> 
Oh, it God. would be though pretty funny because if it, if they actually did that, they're not going to do it. But if they did that, um, one, if the Seahawks lost, the Commanders could get in, which would then they've decided to roll with their rookie oh. Sam Howell. So that oh, would be throw that question and and then on the the um, AFC side, the Jets would suddenly have a chance to get back in with a win over Miami. So, yeah. but they're not going to do it. They're not going right. to do I it. I mean, that's an interesting idea. It's something that was not too creative for me to come up with. We discussed the idea of an eighth seed and the most like attractive part about that is we know what the NFL likes. They like money. More well, that's, but, but that's, that's, I mean, I, I do want to salute them. I do we salute them for not taking the money on the table by replaying the game or resuming the game? Because that would be an, nah, that no would salute. Be no, the, no replaying audience. that game, it would be a reminder to the entire world of what happened. And listen, like there are many good people in and around this league who are being great to their players. And obviously the whole enterprise is not cynical, but the NFL doesn't want us to remember what happened. Yeah. Like they don't want that visual, that memory on people's minds as they head into the playoffs. So I actually think there's, you know, I would say there's business reasons for them not to have what they What they really want, and I think what we all would appreciate is like a bills Bengals championship game where DeMar Hamlin is like actually in – is, pr is present for that like i feel mm -hmm. like that is the full circle t made for tv moment that that the nfl oh, would love to put Dominique, it behind them. i got it i got it because mina established the trend line is positive enough to make hypotheticals he should <laughs> don't be put, the person no, don't put it no, on me how, how dare you no they, no, they no. should they should I, do I it where my, no 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 going, i got it i got if it we're going by it. mina in her facial expressions it's clear <laughs> that we should stop I had a good idea, but we're going to move on. No one wants to hear your idea. I already know. Honestly, if you gave me the choice, I wanted to hear the idea. All right, you can cut this idea if it's bad. I want to offer you guys a choice on the next two topics. Do you want to do the U.S. men's national team first or Devontae Adams? It's your choice. <laughs> that's, that's well oh, done. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh. We're all staring at the Netflix I, I mean, screen right now. I mean, national team. Can I go with a preview of uh, of Tar, that movie where Tilda Swinton is a conductor? I've heard it's good. Hmm. I want to play the preview okay. of that. Well, I'll go, I'll go with uh, Dominique's executive function there of of, just, of deciding the men's national team. Um, what's your takeaway from the Reina family Greg Burhalter drama? I mean, the first word that comes to mind is incestuous. And there are other words that are, um, again, like uh, worrisome and troublesome and all of this. But I guess we should recap. Do you guys want to recap this thing that happened 31 years ago? Why don't Between you do Greg it? Bur okay, great. Greg Berhalter, <laughs> the head coach, the manager of the U.S. men's national team, got in an altercation with his wife in which he kicked her in the legs. When he was 18 years old, a freshman in college, it's a terrible, ugly scenario. But the point is, we didn't know about any of this until, and this is the little card for the podcast audience that fills in some of the gaps here, until the Gio Reyna story became a thing for the U.S. men's national team. You may recall how he didn't really play for the World Cup, uh, in the World Cup for the United States. And you may recall that his dad, Claudio Reyna, was um, not happy about any of this. And now we get the figure of Claudio Reyna's wife. When I said incestuous, guys, it's because all of these people know each other. They've known each other for basically decades. And Claudio Reyna's wife is the person who leaked to the press 
the Greg Berhalter altercation story. Why? Because Greg Berhalter went into that like uh, speech at a moral leadership seminar. Remember that thing yep. um, where he talked about how, you know, this unnamed player, Cough, Gio Reyna Cough, um, was not suitable to play for reasons of his behavior. So it's messy. It is a an actual soap opera. It's like funny, embarrassing, sad, and uh, like the idea that, I don't know, I, I guess when you look at a situation like this or any type of public thing, I kind of look for who to be mad at and who is the victim. And it's so obvious that, um, I guess it's uh, Rosalind Berhalter was yes. the victim twice, <laughs> which is the worst part about it is like when she's a teenager, she gets kicked. And then whatever happens, I'm not in their relationship. They get to wherever point they want to be, where they want to, they want to get married and have a life together. That's fine. And then without her permission, she's then like, has this story resurfaced and exposed to like, one, it could be embarrassing. That's like the, the kindest way to look at it. Two, it could be like re-traumatizing. That's another way to look at it. And it's all because your little baby boy didn't get enough playtime. Like it just, it's embarrassing and despicable and disgusting. Yeah. Uh, as someone who watches a lot of reality TV and this has a very reality TV feel about it, the correct answer typically when you're trying to figure out on a reality show, like who's the good guy and who's the bad guy is that it's all bad guys yeah. um, with the exception of Rosalind Berhalter, because I, with the coach, there's obviously the initial incident, which is apologized for. Um, but then also I, I, I when he talked about the unnamed player at a conference, I didn't understand why he was airing that out in the first place. Candidly, it seemed a little bit odd to me for a coach to be saying those things right after a world cup. So I found that a little bit off putting, but certainly not as off putting as his, uh, as the Reina's weaponizing this incident from the past, using it in such a exploitative and weird and kind of disgraceful way. So that's horrible. So I do have one follow-up question. Do you think this has any standing on Gio Reyna's future with the national team? Because this core is going to be intact in four years. These people he played with, well, his parents tried to blackmail the coach of the team. And likely he'll be the first, second, third, or fourth best player on the team. But is it going to be weird? Like, how do you trust that guy? It's more uh, embarrassing than yeah. impactful. Like, it's cr it's cringe. Like, nobody wants to be the guy whose parents tried to, like, you know, yeah. get coach in trouble. That's so <laughs> embarrassing. But Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I'm not going to pretend to be a soccer expert. But as I understand it, we are not as good as some of these other countries. And we can't be out <laughs> here sending true. away talented <laughs> players. Exactly. So my guess is Gino is going to – or Gio. I don't Gino. even know his name. Geo is going to be on the roster and he just got to deal with this discomfort. And uh, if one person has to go, it's going to be Gregory. That's right. G yes, not G no. Yeah. Thanks. I did like during the World Cup, I feel like like the World Cup is and I realize right now I am. There's a there's a real a, a self like a mirroring thing going on. But, you know, it is a moment when maybe people don't know the most about soccer tend to weigh in on soccer in this country. And it did feel like the number one 
like the hip thing to do this World Cup cycle was complain about Gio Reyna's lack of playing time um, and, and get angry about Greg Berhalter not playing him. Um, so I don't know. My, that, I will be, I'll be curious to see how that unfolds in the future. Yeah, get him out of there. Where's Sorry, Taylor when Greg. you need him? All of the Jews. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, last topic. Who should Devontae Adams want to be his quarterback next year? So speaking of a little bit of just like uncomfortable intimacy, like Devontae Adams is there in Las Vegas because of Derek Carr. He says that openly. Derek Carr and Devontae Adams are like boys back to Fresno State. Like they almost died together when they were uh, whitewater rafting and stuff. Tim Kuhn reported that for ESPN. They have like a whole backstory. And now it seems pretty clear that Derek Carr is basura, as they say, in countries that know more about soccer than America. Well, I, the premise of this is based on Devonte Adams saying he wants some say in it, which I think is valid. He's the best player in the team. He, like you said, joined for Derek Carr. Derek Carr's gone. He hasn't been complaining about that, to the best of my knowledge. He seems like he's been kind of going along with it. I don't think. I think it makes sense that he would want, uh, I guess, to be part of that discussion. Don't think he's probably going to be a significant part of it but um you know there's not a ton of great options i kind of think aaron Rodgers is going to stay in green bay so then you're looking at Carr, who's likely gone jimmy garoppolo the best option is probably tom brady that's been floated around a little bit who is a Mm -hmm. 2023 free agent um i guess let me pitch this one to you dominique if you were tom brady would you rather play for the bucks the raiders or the patriots Ooh. The Patriots, I think. Um, <laughs> not it's definitely not the Bucks. I mean, I think the Devontae Adams thing is is interesting because I don't know what say he wants because they've already made the decision on Derek Carr. So he wants to decide on the next quarterback. He played pretty damn well without Derek Carr in this one game. And also right. every other game in his entire <laughs> career was without Derek Carr. He was doing just fine. But so Dominique, let's 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 talk about this though, because it seems like for you, variables have been isolated. Like this was a Derek Carr problem, as you see it then. No, I'm not saying it was a Derek Carr problem. One game is not enough to say that it's a Derek Carr problem. Derek Carr has nothing to do with it. This fact that this defense is uh, underachieved a bunch. I'm not saying it's a problem, a Derek Carr problem, and I certainly don't think Devontae Adams picking the next quarterback is a solution. I just think it's kind of funny uh, that <laughs> <laughs> that now uh, this is the time that he's going to choose to try to throw his weight around and, and get a quarterback. It's fine. I don't have a problem with it. You're certainly not going to get me arguing that players need less power, but it's just you're caping up for Derek Carr. It's because it's your homeboy. I respect it. Trying to get him his money, but I I don't think that it's that big of a difference on the field. I have to think Adams kind of, I mean, I don't know how disappointed he really is that they're moving on this, right? Like, because the thing, yeah, that's my my question here, really. Have you ever had that where it's like, um, like a will they, won't they for a lot, or like, you know, you always like maybe had a like a little wait. Is the theme of this entire show false choices? Is that what we're really doing here? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I think the Derek Carr, Devontae Adams thing, like it, they kind of reenacted something maybe many of us have experienced where there, you you kind of have a, like a little a candle 
flame for someone for a long time and then you finally get together and it, it isn't what you thought it would be and mm. you know i think he kind of sees mm. that like they were always like oh we want to play together that's my boy and then this season was awful like i think, I think that's a real possibility <laughs> but i guess i was going a different way where it's like that is a reason that you present after you've made the decision that you've made. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I know this from personal experience. I signed with the Ravens. At least I told the fans it's because I grew up in Baltimore. The Ravens <laughs> offered me a lot more money than the Dolphins. That's what it came down to. It came down to after I played in Atlanta, Miami and Baltimore were offering me the most money. The Ravens offered significantly more. So I was going to Baltimore. I took my happy ass to Miami for 30 cents more, but they wasn't trying to, they wasn't trying to pay up. So uh, I had a, a teal tie in my suitcase and a purple tie and the green is which decided which one I was going to put on. So <laughs> I think that Devonte had probably a similar situation where it's like, maybe it's even yeah. like <laughs> Derek Carr was the cheese on top of the burger. Like he was like, all right, I'm getting me a damn yes. burger. One of these burgers is going to be the burger. Oh, Derek Carr's in las vegas all right i'll take that one well i think you also hit the other topping that might have been a difference maker which is on one hand you have las vegas on the other hand you got green bay you know i mean, yeah. I, mean yeah, I guess the, yeah. the cheese in that scenario would be in green bay but <laughs> everything <laughs> else is in i know i keep i keep seeing people like oh man bet Monte adams wishes he didn't leave the packers and like yeah, sure. He probably would have liked to, you know, get eliminated in the first round of the playoffs this year. But <laughs> on one other hand, he gets to live in Las Vegas. He's yeah. got a Del Taco in his house, or was it a <laughs> Taco Bell? Taco Bell in his house. He's doing all right. I knew teams would call based on the body of work I put out there, and there was no short of interest. But when it hit twelve oh one last night, the floodgates opened. But as soon as I heard the Ravens were interested. They were at the top of my list. Everybody it. else goes on the back burner when so, your hometown calls. When so your hometown calls. So many lies in that. Floodgates, <laughs> it was the team I was on, the Falcons, and the Dolphins, and, um, my, uh, and Baltimore. And the Falcons offered me a very small deal, so <laughs> I, I got the hell up out of uh, Atlanta before I even signed anything else. And then I was like, all right, see there? I was in in Boston with Ashley and waiting for the real deals to come in. And then two real deals came in and I was like, I ain't going to Miami. No, thanks. Oh, no, it just means so much to be back home for both and my family and me. Family's most important thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my parents left away. Baltimore after I yeah. left Baltimore. Nobody was in Baltimore. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but a bunch of dudes that I didn't want to reconnect with that I had to like avoid for my whole time you, you wrote this is an essay on baltimoreravens.com from 2009 an essay he wrote an it, essay no yeah this is this no. is this is as long as the greg berhalter screenshotted notes i did not this write an essay incredibly extensive he did. can we um get that essay and then make like the i'm coming home logo <laughs> yes <laughs> i hate you you this notice. is why i can't share anything this is why i can't share anything <laughs> You'll notice that Dominique is very much the same person, down to his inability to convincingly smile while looking at a camera when you've seen this. No, I I have a problem. Not an actor. I can't pretend to smile. Can you text it to me? I want to see. Oh, I know. I love your holiday photos. Though. Oh, we all do. Yeah, we all do. It's our favorite stop. group chat subplot. Yeah. Smiles. I, Dominique smiles. Uh, 
I hate you. He looks he it, it, it people would natural comparison is like a hostage shot, obviously. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. But um it always looks to me like when I don't know if the camera's on, you know, or like when you're kind of just sitting there and you're like, uh, <laughs> uh it's just that I am the last one that anybody cares about. So there are thousands of pictures where I look great. <laughs> but there's one other person in the picture, be it my wife or any of the kids, or even the cat it. who's not in their best frame. So I just get the worst picture every time. So, it sounds yet again like a false choice being presented. There it <laughs> That's is. That's my favorite one. Look at that. There it is. The turtleneck's a great look, though. It really is. That's a bad shadow. You can't see that I still got yeah. muscles. What's the your face, though? <laughs> Who cares? It ain't muscles. about that. I look like you yeah. smelled a fart. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not living on my face. <laughs> <laughs> this was fun. Like, yeah, that's a reason to follow us at Debatable. Effect television. Almost still normal, guys. This is nice. Oh, hey, we're back. We're back. Sucka. We did it. Sports. All right. Should we start taping? Or... Goodbye. Ooh.